With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi guys. Welcome back to Common Chaos. This episode is coming out a little bit later this week, but that is because I am currently in LA and Cardi is just landed back in London and we have been squirming to get an episode up for this week. But anyways, I have a very special, a very first guest for season three, actually. We've got Sam Reckner in the house and I have recently met Sam through a good friend of mine, Liam. He's also Aussie. All of us are Aussie and he has just landed an amazing role in a new movie that's just come out. So I wanted to get him on today to discuss his role, his career, and just profile Sam. And I think that he's going to do really big things. And I think it'd just be awesome to have you on and be the first person you do a podcast with, because this is also your first podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the cherry has been popped. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said that, but it just felt right. <laughs> also, I just want to preface that um, it's just Sam and I in the studio today. Um, we were going to chime carts in, but... She is currently traveling, so... So it's a first for everything. It's a first It's a for first everything. for season three. Uh-huh. It's a first solo performance by yourself, yep. and it's a first for me. Exactly. It's just there's like, this is really happening. exciting. So there's a lot of nerves in the room, just because, you know, this is my first time. Look at you, you're holding your glass of water and you're shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie, well, let's get into it. Just want to know a little bit about yourself. Tell the CCs, the CCs are our listeners, because Common Chaos CCs. The CCs. The CCs. Yeah. So tell the CCs about yourself. Where are you from? So hello CCs and I um, uh, I am Sam as Ashton stated from Australia, uh, Sydney and yeah I've been living in LA for the past two years now so it's been um, a really exciting time for me to be here and meet great people. Um, yeah 21 years old just just okay. newly 21 so I'm legal now for the consumption <laughs> oh, of alcohol yeah. in the US, yes. Forget about that. Yeah. So that's me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, so you've been here two years. Two years. Okay, wow. Yeah. And do you love it? Not at the start. I mean, because yeah. I, I came over here with the film, The Fablements, and, um, oh. and that was in the middle of COVID back home in Australia, and it was, you know, full lockdown. Yeah. And I got an exemption to leave the country the day before I flew out. So it was like just full of nerves, you know, can I get over there? And it was like, not until I got on the plane where I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going. So it was like on my own, didn't know anyone over here, which is like exciting, but also fucking terrifying at the same time. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a journey of like finding my people here, finding good friends that are now my family here. So it's, you know, I love it now. It's it's a great place. It's a crazy place, but it's fun. Wow. That's amazing that you did that at such a young age. Like I, (laughs) I've moved overseas obviously to London, but I honestly couldn't do it if I knew absolutely no one. So hats off to you. Yeah. Well, it's almost like you're given, you're not really given a choice. Yeah. It's kind of like it feels right. And if you don't do it, it kind of eats away at you. 
but stepping on that other side of fear like looking back now you're like i'm so glad i did that like you wouldn't ever like change it for the world no no way yeah Yeah. love that yeah thank you well there's before we get into anything else um we love to ask our guests what is a quote or mantra that you live by quote or mantra yeah look last night i'm gonna be honest with you I was, I was like, shit, I'm fucking hopping on a podcast tomorrow. <laughs> this is my first time. I'm terrified. So I reached out to a friend. His name's Sam as well. And he's, he's hilarious. And like, I thought, I'm going to go to Sam, message him and say, you know, what are some funny one-liners you got in your back pocket here? Because I'm like terrified. I can, I can talk shop all day about like being serious or whatever, but like, I just want to bring something funny. But anyways, he messages me back with some like nonsense about, you know, sending messages to his business partner that they were meant to be. So I... She's got nothing from him, oh. so it's just going to be me today. Love that. Yeah, but no, that's what ma- we want. A mantra, mantra, um, I'd say, is this too shall pass. Okay, love yeah. that. And whether that's like positive, like positive things come by, and it's you got to understand like that that will go, mm-hmm. and then like that negative thing will come, and that obviously, yeah, that will go too. I love that. Yeah. I use that one all the time, and we yeah. talk about that all the time on the yeah. podcast because it is important to know that the good and the bad won't last. So you need to be present as pos- as much as possible in those happy and great moments, and then obviously remember that okay, this isn't going to last forever when you're going through something not so great as well. Absolutely, yeah, and it's it's and that's kind of like terrifying in a way. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's, it, it keeps you grounded, right? It's like ebbs and flows. When when it when but when when it ebbs, it's like it's gonna go on. You know, mm-hmm. you, you can't you can't live in that and get too confident with it. Yeah, exactly. Don't get too um, big for your boots. Exactly. That mm-hmm. took the words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming I'm already gonna know what your fuck it moment is. We always like to ask our guests this as well, but I don't know if you have another one. Wait, or no, before wanna... we, before we get into that though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. We, we're, pay, we're at Pia's house. Yes, Pia we Mance. are at Pia Mance's house. Thank and, you, um, Pia, for lending us your podcast mics. Thank you, Pia. It's a beautiful and place house. here as well. It's a sunny day. This used to be Kanye's house. Did it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a great place. Just so a, it's kind of like a, a, a rites of passage. Yeah, because um, if you have a look on the piano there, that piano is Kanye's. And Kanye that, West's piano. Yeah, and the um, AMA Awards, I'm pretty sure it's an American I saw that, Music American Awards. Music Award, yeah. That's Kanye's. There you go. So I was like, what? what is this doing here? She's like, oh this used to be his house and when we bought it like there was a bunch of his stuff he had like left here shit and i was like wow i know where that's i'm taking that out (laughs) but yeah no i i it's my sister's birthday today and i'm actually upset i'm upset uh cardi is not on today because she's living in in the uk my sister no way she's turning 19 in london right yeah and i was like i was like to her yesterday it's like Liv, I'm uh, I'm jumping on this this podcast. I don't know if you know it or not, but it's called Common Chaos, <laughs> and she just just lost it. Like this is crazy. Like I'm a huge fan, and she's like, oh, so what's what's the go? Like what do you do? Like where do you where do you where do you record it? Where do you go? I'm like, I don't really know. I think I think we're going to this girl called Pia's house, and she was like, Pia, man, it's like you gotta be kidding me. Like she's just losing it. It's just like so so jealous of what this is, Aww. and I'm like. Yeah, so Well, shout out to birthday. what's your sister's name? Olivia. Shout out to Olivia and happy birthday, girl. Happy birthday. <laughs> so, in terms of fuck it moment, do you have a fuck it moment that you can share with us? And basically to elaborate on that, a fuck it moment is somewhere where you've taken a risk or maybe gone against the grain or you've just you've just kind of done something that maybe is on the other side of fear. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we 
there's just like a combination of fuck it moments mm, that like yeah. lead to you making that decision yeah. on what you want to do. And like finishing high school, it's like you're 18 years old. It's like, what are you, what are you meant to know? How are you meant to know what you're meant to do? Mm. You know, it's like know. such a, it's such a, like a fucking crazy age to like decide this is what I'm going to study. This is what I'm going to like pursue yeah. and stick with it. Um, but I guess my fucking moment, I always wanted to go into entertainment, into the acting kind of world, but yeah. At what age did you know that? In high school, I think like around 14, 15. Okay. You were um, doing like drama as a subject. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching like this performance, like this older guy did for us. And it wasn't meant to sound weird, but it was a drama performance. And he, <laughs> um, he, um, it was, and I was watching it and I was like an old boy at school and I was sitting there and I was just like emotionally, you know, getting emotional watching this guy. Yeah. And I was like trying to conceal myself. Like I can't let people like see me getting emotional, but like, that's like a definitely a moment where it's, you know, an actor is inspired, inspired me to like that to a, to a, to perform in a way to get emotions and out of to touch someone people. else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the fuck it moment was like leaving high school. Did you graduate? Yeah, I graduated okay. high school. What school did you go to? Uh, I was at a private boys' school. Okay. Knox Grammar School. So. Is that Brisbane? No, it's in Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I. Why are you smiling there? I'm just, just smiling. I'm just happy to be here. Really. Okay, I was like, is there a story behind this? <laughs> no, I mean, there are, there are stories. Okay, but we won't get <laughs> Another into stories. Time. Yeah, off record. Um, but no, going to finishing school, it's like, oh, what are you meant to study? And I was like, you know, raised that you meant to have a backup if you want to yeah. be an actor. Like, so like, go study, you know, business or something. That's what I did. I studied mm-hmm. business, and did you like it? No, I fucking quit the next day. <laughs> Literally, I, I got on and quit the next day and I was like, nah, I can't do this. You got to put your eggs in one basket. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so that was my fuck it moment, I think. Yeah, that sounds like a great fuck it moment. Yeah, it really, really was. I think, like you said, being like trying to pursue a career in the entertainment industry, there's going to be a lot of people around you that are like, mm, I don't know, that's like very hard to make it, very hard to crack. And there's going to be a lot of people around you that... To bring you down. Yeah, have yeah. doubt. And they obviously don't believe in them and themselves and their dreams enough so they're projecting that onto you and I think it's incredible that you have gone against those people's beliefs or opinions and just gone for it anyway because life's so short like honestly just fucking do what you want to do was that a similar fuck it moment for yourself or you studied didn't you? yeah I studied journalism I I was like you said you, you finish school and you're like what do I who am I what do I do like I think I took a couple of gap years because I was like I definitely don't know what I want to study and I don't want to just like spend a ridiculous amount of money and time in university if I don't even know what I want to do so yeah did you travel in those gap years no because I had no money right yeah I just like I don't even know what I did to be honest I was just being I was such a late bloomer I was just being a kid I was just like hanging out with my friend I was just enjoying life and you know what I'm so glad I did that because I was so carefree and I didn't have any responsibility and I just felt like I really enjoyed those years of like taking some time to just enjoy life. Letting it soak in, yeah. Yeah, because you just spend 12 years in school. Yeah. You finally finish. I'm like, I just want to enjoy life for a second. Absolutely. As Ashton before I, you know. Figure out who Ashton is. Get a career, get kids, marriage, whatever. Even though that's obviously like way ages away. That's on the, is that on the, are you on the premises of that? Well, I'm 29 now. So like it's not. 
it's definitely not happening anytime soon, but it's definitely in the vision. In There's the, vision for it. Yeah, it's in the it's in it's in the works. And that's know? exciting times. Yeah. The next five years, you know, I wanna like hopefully get married. Anyway, <laughs> enough about me. Um, but yeah, I think that's great that you went against the grain and stuck with your guns because I think I mean, I've only just met you a few weeks ago, but yeah. the fact you've already landed this movie is insane. I think you're only just going to go like sky high from here. And you're such a nice person as well. Like Pia texts me, she's like, he's so sweet. I'm like, I know, he's so nice. So I think that'll get you far in life, but also you obviously are clearly talented as well. So thank you, Ashton. That's a, <laughs> yeah, tooting my horn here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, very nice. Gotta give praise. Life's too short. Yeah, that is true. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think you're right. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I'm sure you had the same feeling. It's like you, you, if you don't do what you wanted to do, I, I almost feel like sick in my stomach at the thought of doing opposite, yeah. doing whatever it else it could have been. And like it's instant like instant regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like whether that's like doing arts or doing like carpentry or whatever that is, it's just do what's right. Don't, you know, you have these people in your life that can give you their two cents on what you should be doing, but mm. it's, 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 it's no one else's life. It's, yeah. it's your life. And I don't want to, yeah. it sounds like I'm not the person to say that, but it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I felt that way. No, that's amazing. Proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive into the movie you've just spent two years ma- not making but acting in. Mm-hmm. The movie is called, and I, <laughs> I pronounce everything wrong, it's called The Fablemans. The Fablemans. And it's directed by Steven Spielberg. Yep, up and, and comer. Up and up and what? Up and comer. Up and comer. He's an up and coming. You know, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, I'm like, wait, <laughs> is my research wrong? <laughs> no, Same Stephen. <laughs> so Stephen's been around for ages directing movies. Like yes. I remember watching some of them in high school. Tell us about your character. Tell us about the movie. Tell us how you like got the role. Obviously, you auditioned, but like, tell us like the process of that. I'm so intrigued. I was just auditioning post school for like two years, mm-hmm. and were you uh, with an agency? I, I was uh, after the first year, so I was just like out of school trying to get an agent. Okay. And then I was working with like a great mentor of mine, an Australian actress named Jacqueline McKenzie. Okay. And she's, she's got an, a you know, brilliant career and she's still, she's still pursuing her career. But it's, um, yeah, I was very lucky to be working with her and um, I was just auditioning. And then this audition came through for it and I didn't, had no idea what Amblin was, which was like the production company for it. And like this audition came through and I'd got a couple auditions for it and it kept coming back. As in kept coming back to do another audition? Yeah, as in like I I did it and then they obviously wanted like a callback, like get back in, do another performance. And this was like all on Zoom or self-taped type stuff because it's COVID, you know, we we can't go into a room. and I had no idea what it was, so I didn't really like care too much about it. I was just like putting in the work for what I'd usually do. But then I had that next call back after like three or four times, and it was like this this email that came through. It's like you're hopping on a Zoom tomorrow, a Zoom call with Steven Spielberg, and like the producers Tony Kushner, who's an uh, amazing uh, playwright and screenwriter. And I was just like losing it. And then, anyways, the next day I jumped on the Zoom, and and did the did the audition and um he gave it to me on the zoom so it was just like what they said the you wrong, got the role yeah. over so zoom. it was just a really you know bizarre kind of life-changing in a way um moment and i was just you know you couldn't believe it it's like i've, I've been sitting here in, in in australia on this um in this quarantine and it's like fuck now i get to to live the dream and contribute to yeah. to to the industry i want to contribute to 
So it was like a very fortunate um, opportunity. Wow. Um, but yeah, and then I obviously coming over here, it was a first for everything and um, getting on the flight and I, they put me in business class. Oh my which God, Which was like amazing. my first time and it was just incredible. And I was, How much better is it? I've only done it once, but it's yeah. life changing. I mean, the seat goes all the way back. All the way yeah. back, you get to properly lay down. Like, it's incredible. Um, but there was this, the, the hostess, is it what we call hostess? I don't yeah. Know, the flight attendant? Yeah. And she came by. I think her name was Sue. Where did the Sulu come from, by oh, the way? It's it's so funny and it's so random. So my family dog Bicky, he's like this like tiny little Yorkshire. He's like ten maybe even older now. He's like ten or eleven years old. And I just always like I always like went all crazy around him, like, oh Bicky Boo Boo Susu Moo Moo Lulu Nunu. Like I would just like rhyme with his name and then I shortened it to just like Sulu. Sulu. And then we broke up Sue and Lou and So like who's the, who's Sue and who's Lou? That's the beauty of it. No one is anyone. Oh, so you just call okay. whatever you're feeling like, Where's oh hi Sue, hi Lou. I didn't Lou. know this. If if there's <laughs> has there been someone in public that's like gone up to you and be like Sue or Lou? Yes. And have you reacted to it? <laughs> yes. Wow. Quite a few times. This girl, she actually came up to us in um shout out to you if you're listening. She came up to us in Early Beach and she she was like I can't remember what she called us, but it was not Sulu. It was like slightly off. It was like, I don't know, a name that rhymed with it. Hulu. I honestly can't remember, but she was like, oh my God, like whatever she said. And we were like, what? She's like, it's whatever. And then we were like, oh, you mean Sue and Lou? And she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, that's so cute. But yeah, we is get it like, like, is it an alter ego? Do you think? I would say it's an, yeah. When you, when you and Cardi are together, do you yeah. guys, are you weird? And we are like, so weird. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely alter ego vibes. Okay. And we always get like people DMing, DMing us uh, of like restaurant names or like people's dog names or anything that says like Sue or Lou. Like they'll send it through and be like, oh my God, like look. A reservation for Sue and Lou. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They think you're like a little married couple. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. It's just, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. Shout out to your dog. Shout out to Bicky Boo Boo Sue Sue Moo Moo Lou Lou. There you go. You're off the tongue. <laughs> I know. It just rolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, where, where were where we? Where were we? Before right. that? Oh, the flight attendant's name was Sue. So the, yeah, that's, that's why I had that. Epiphany. I was like, wow, Sue, you guys are Sue and Lou. Anyway, <laughs> stupid. Anyway, Sue came past me and it was an American flight and Sue was like, um, can I get you a drink, sir? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, I, had my, I had my headphones on. I was about to pop on a movie. We haven't even taken off yet. I'm just like, I'm just ready to put on a movie and Sue comes past offering alcohol and I'm like, Sue, you go, girl. Like, this is, this is great. Give me some alcohol. And she walks past like five minutes later and Sue's got this bottle of wine. Oh. And she's like, she's like, I had my headphones on, so I was like listening to a movie, but also contributing to the conversation with Sue. Yeah. And um, <laughs> she's like, "Would you, would you like a glass?" And I, I misinterpreted what she was saying. I thought she offered me the bottle, so I grabbed the bottle out of <laughs> Sue's hands, and um, you know, had the whole. She, she didn't know what to do with. It. I think she just had a little giggle and um, got on with her, got on with her day. But um, Sue, Sue walked off, and I, I mean, what's the go? I think drinking when you're on, on a plane. It's just, you feel invincible. I think like it's something to do with like the altitude. The altitude. Because you get 30, way more feet like above ground. Low, yeah. right? Well, no, I didn't, I wasn't like untouchable. I was a, I could drink all day. Oh, really? Yeah, the opposite. Yeah. And that's not usually me. Really? Yeah, so. Maybe it was just the adrenaline running through your body. I think it was. There was a lot of emotions running yeah. through. Sue was there. It was just a combination <laughs> of things. And I mean, yeah. So anyways, it was a beautiful flight. But then once I got to the other end, 
picked up at LA, got to the um, got to the hotel and just fucking vomited my guts Oh no! Up. Yeah, and I was like waiting for my mom and dad to wake up back in Australia so I could call them. I was like so emotional. I was like, I gotta come home. Like this is what? this is terrifying. Like this is not where I'm meant to be. What? Because you were vomiting? But, no, I was I was hungover. Oh. But I was also fragile. I was all, yeah very vulnerable, very fragile. But I was also like, you know, imposter syndrome. What am I doing here? I don't know anybody. I'm about to do this film. I barely have experience. And I was just like, this is, this is, you know, I'm not meant for this. But, you know, I had to get through that. And, um, I mean, I was put in on Sunset Boulevard in some hotel. So it was like the LA experience, like right in front of you. It's like fucking billboards, crazy people. It's kind of cool though, because I feel like you're surrounded, like LA is a place where everyone is coming to chase their dreams. So I feel like there's people coming from here, there and everywhere. It's like... It obviously can be super clicky, but I feel like at the same time, like you can walk around West Hollywood or Melrose by yourself and it's not weird. You can go take yourself to lunch or get coffee and it's like totally fine. And, and, and that's the amazing thing about it. Everyone's like a bunch of misfits, black sheep. Yeah. Just like wanting to find others to connect to. Yeah. And, and everyone shares that mutual yeah. like chasing dreams yeah thing. so you get each other right it's yeah. and that, that's that's great but sometimes that can be overwhelming and like you got to go back home yeah spend time by the beach yeah with Sulu yeah exactly <laughs> get some you know get grounded get, grounded. get aligned yeah it's definitely not a very grounding place um but you know I think there's nowhere like LA and I think it's such a cool place to experience if you do want to be in the entertainment industry because just so much crazy stuff can happen Mm. like you honestly just don't know what today could bring and i think you don't know who you could meet and what could happen and do you have a crazy story to tell i feel like something's (laughs) i yeah i've got like a few i guess what's like a major culture shock about coming over here um i think Oh, there's just so much. Put you on the spot here. I know. I'm so bad at on the spot too. Like my brain turns to mush and I go into like a blackout. The pressure. I think it's like PTSD from like public speaking when you're younger. Or like the teacher going like, Ashton, what's the answer to that? And I'd be like, I don't know. Um, But I think the biggest cultural shock would be that when I came here, I'm like, oh my God, everyone is so nice. And everyone is nice. But But whether it's genuine or not. Exactly. At the start, it's like. You really have to like filter through the the bullshit because there's a lot of people that are just like oh my god hi yeah oh my god like it's very very surface level here and it's very much like people it's very it's a very disposable place right so like obviously if you can't off like it's very much and i'm not like this but like you meet a lot of people that's like if you can't offer them something they won't make time for you. Yeah, there's no exchange there necessary. Exactly. Mm. So I feel like that's why a lot of Australians flock to each other here because I feel like we do have We're a strong like, We just get each other, like it's the familiar, humor. the humor, the banter. And also I feel like most Australians are pretty good people. And yeah. nothing against Americans. No, Americans, is, I love we're, Americans. We're just pro-Aussies as well. So. Exactly, pro-Aussies. But, but yeah, I think just yeah. that would be the most cultural But the biggest thing is like that, the support you get. And once you find those people that are, you know, your great friends yes. after, you know, getting through people that are not really there for you or, or whatever for you or toxic for you it's um once you find those people that are there for you it's like they are genuinely supportive mm. um and there's yeah. not like this this there's no jealousy there's no like negative kind of relationship yeah it's, no like toxicity no or they don't bring you down they, they, they pull you up it's just like everyone's there to kind of bring you bring you up yeah and that's that's healthy Agreed. It's so important to have that, especially in a place like this. Like it's very yeah. important. Where like you, you, you can be vulnerable. 
Yeah, because as humans, we want to feel connection and we want to feel safe and we want to feel heard and seen. And I think that if you don't get that from humans that you're around, then it can be very isolating and lonely. And this place already can be very much like that, especially if you don't know anyone. And, you know, I think one day you could be like, oh my God, that person's so nice and they like want to help me. And then you might never hear from them again. Like I find that a lot of people are so, a lot of people can be flaky here. Like they overpromise and under deliver because I don't know. You got these great one-liners. Oh, you are incredible. <laughs> I feel like I've been here so much. I like know the place, but I love it so much and I take it for what it is. So what are some of the challenges you faced in your acting career or even just the experience in the movie? Like, did you have any moments where you're like, I can't do this? Or like, I know you had that moment before you even started, but yeah. like, was was it hard? Like, I, I'm so intrigued about the acting industry. I think it's so fascinating. So I'm like, tell me everything I mean I think you're constantly kind of in that fear and and like like I said it was like that imposter syndrome which everyone you know kind of gets at some but yeah working it's like there wasn't any rehearsals which was kind of intimidating is there usually well I mean I grew up doing plays at school or or, or whatever and it's like you you rehearse like theater and stuff yeah yeah Yeah. and and you rehearse with the the other actors the director and whatever um, so not having that, I was like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta obviously put in the homework, but, um, trust what I'm doing is right. And, you know, rocking up to this set for the first few times, it was like, this is terrifying. Like I, I could barely, I could barely speak. Like I can barely speak right now, but it's, um, <laughs> it was, it was terrifying. Um, Do I they couldn't... give you direction? Like when you're... Yeah. So then like you get on set and we're, um, we're walking through the scene, right. um, before filming it with the other actors and whatnot. And, um, Steven's like, you know, this is, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do here. This is what we do there. Um, you know, when you get to this dialogue, that dialogue, and that was, that was... Comforting? That was very comforting. And it was such a safe place to like play and, and, um... And, and to share my thoughts, whoever's thoughts were, were shared, so. Do you get any input into like anything? Like I know obviously you're the actor and you have to do the acting. Yeah. If you're like, oh, like we should do, maybe, like, I don't know, like do you get to make any suggestions or? Absolutely, no, I mean, that's a great question. It's, it's you, you bring what you, you think is right. That's at least what I thought. Um, and you suggest what, you know, you, what you think could be the, an interesting way to go about this scene. Um, and it's just, I guess, being vulnerable and being open yeah. to like failing mm. um, on set. Like the biggest thing for me was like, okay, this because we haven't had a rehearsal, this could be completely wrong. And if it is, I I tell myself that that's okay. Yeah. Like Stephen will, will put me in the right direction because that's his job. Yeah, um, you've got the role. You're not gonna lose yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you never know. Like I was, that was like a, a thought. Like shit, you know, I'm not gonna be good enough, and he's gonna kick me, kick me off, and go back to Australia. But um, no, it was, it was, it was, it was such a safe place, such a safe space to 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 act, um, and and yeah, he he was an amazing kind of guide guidance to to get what we needed to get. Amazing. Yeah. And what about the other actors? Were they nice and helpful and were they easy to work with? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, if, I don't I mean, know what yeah, you're allowed no, to talk I, about. So my, my guy who I played, Logan, he's meant to be this American high school bully. And I did, I hated like the thought of being like a this classic American high school bully. So like I just, what else Yeah, that's I, the opposite to what you are by the sound of yeah, it. Yeah, well like that, but it's also like, what can I, what can I bring? Like that's yeah. not just like that classic kind of bully. I yeah. don't want to be like, you know, give me your lunch, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just want to like bring something. So I mean, I was just trying to, search for i guess it's an obvious thing to say but search for the love in each kind of scene and each interaction mm-hmm. with with the different characters 
and you know whether there's no love in this scene but it's like you know my guy he's searching for love and connection outside of this scene just in general he's searching for love from his family his whatever he's hurt yeah and and he's got his own demons that he's facing so i was just trying to my, my main thing was like to go in each scene find love um whether that's just for himself or mm-hmm. like searching for that for himself or like with the other characters. So, I mean, that was kind of the, the safe um, safety net that I carried myself through. But no, there was one day I was like doing this really like, serious, serious scene. Um, well, I thought it was serious. It's not a big deal. But um, <laughs> I, I was doing it. I was trying to get in the headspace, you know, all that. And um, I hear Seth Rogen laughing in the background and I was like no way and I just like a smile came to my face I was like levitating like this is incredible like you just you grow up watching his films and like his laugh is just the most yeah. iconic thing and to hear that I was just totally thrown off <laughs> and you're trying to like do a serious scene yeah. like here you are you got Seth laughing and you're like wanting you know how someone's laugh makes you want to laugh oh that's his so laugh. infectious yeah. so infectious oh that's how did you like pull yourself together just didn't have an option I yeah, guess true. yeah didn't but have a um choice. I yeah I mean I just had a moment had a little walk around said hello to the Mr. Roganator and then um <laughs> got on with the business yeah was he nice he was lovely oh, yeah that's so cool he was very lovely um what's the movie about by the way just for the listeners to get a little bit of a summary yeah so CCs can understand um mm-hmm. it's it's like a semi-autobiographical of Stephen's life growing up um and how he found film as his vocation and his passion mm-hmm. um and I guess the uh, and how he navigated through life and how like film brought up these massive events in his life with his family and with with himself and just um yeah that journey so it's 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 it is a beautiful film um and to contribute to that is very fortunate so cool yeah and your your character bullies young Stephen yeah so I'm not expecting another job <laughs> after this <laughs> did he did he um did he think you did a good job? I hope so. Aww. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's give me a few compliments here and there, Aww. but um, I wasn't going out fishing for him. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I heard that um, Andrew Garfield gave you a compliment. Oh wow. Okay, so this is this is another story. Um, I love Spider-Man. Yeah, I love Spider-Man too. <laughs> but um, we uh, the, so the film was like screening recently, for, like before it premiered, and I had some friends. I had to get like some friends. Liam was one of them. And um, we um, we went to, to watch it at this like small little intimate kind of theater with a bunch of random people, and I'm just like shitting myself, like nervous, like like I. This is the first not, time not, you would I'm have not, seen it. Yeah, and first time seeing it, first time like I'm watching myself on the screen, and so I'm nervous, and like I I'm you shouldn't be worrying about thinking about yourself, but like naturally I feel like that's gonna be part of the process. Of Anyways, I was sitting there, had my friends with me. And then fucking Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, sits behind me and Laura Dern. And I'm just like, this is, this is just too much. So I just, just thought Sue was there and just threw back a glass of wine and, um, and she was, she got me through it. But um, no, I just, it was, it was, it was really lovely to watch it for the first time. And then I had my mum come out here for the premiere, which was, which was beautiful. And then Andrew tapped you on the shoulder, right? Andrew gave me a little tap on the shoulder and, and said, well done, which was very nice. So cool. Yeah, Had to cool. gloat about that. Because of course. That's Thank you for bringing so that so up, cool. Ashton. <laughs> My pleasure. I wanted to ask you, how do you calm the chaos in your life? I know that obviously the, like life in general can be so chaotic. Like we go through so much in life as humans, but especially in the acting industry, I just feel like it's it could really like chew you up and spit you out. And 
I just want to know how you stay grounded, what you do to calm the chaos in your life. Do you implement any practices? Like, are you big on mental health and yeah, all of that kind yeah. of stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing that we're all trying to fucking deal with. It's, it's, it's so scary and intimidating. And choosing acting as, like, a, a, something I want to pursue, it doesn't really help that. Yeah. Because, it's, <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's similar to, to what you're doing. Mm. The, the social media and the influencing and then the modeling, it's... Unpredictable. It's unpredictable. You don't know when your next job is. Yeah. And that's that adds a level of uncontrol that you're just... It, it can keep you up at night and mm-hmm. it, it keeps you unsure of what, what you're doing is the right thing. Yep. But I guess it's just trusting that. And man, I'm like in the process of learning how to deal with it, that chaos. Yeah. Um, I guess building a strong foundation with like people around you um, and having like a lifestyle that you enjoy, whether that's like mm. eating healthy or exercising or whatever. It's just like having some sort of consistency yeah. that I can rely on. Yep. Because um, that's the one thing at least feels like you can control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I kind of grew up always having this, I can only find validation externally. Mm. Whether that was with sport, you know, someone saying yeah. you had a, a great game or, or whatever. And, you know, it's not your family telling you you did something well or your friends giving you some sort of support. It was always external. Yeah. And, and coming over here, it was... You know, having that job was great. You know, with the acting, it's like, okay, a job is giving me that external validation. But then, you know, this year I haven't, I haven't had a job acting. So mm-hmm. it's like, how the hell do, do I find that that positive, you know, self-affirmation mm-hmm. when there's times that I'm not getting that externally? So it's like, I mean, this year has been like opening for me to be, to learn how to, to, to do that yeah. internally, not externally. And I guess that's, you know, getting into meditating. Um, yeah. I haven't really like, figured that out quite yet but that's something it's like hard. i'm interested in it is because i i can't sit still yeah and i've got like a, a million thoughts going through my mind which we all do but it's like i guess meditating is learning how to to get rid of those and just to still there sit there in the stillness yeah, yeah. <laughs> just still there still there yeah, just still just there just go still there over there <laughs> yeah do you have like a morning routine um i get up <laughs> <laughs> I don't at the moment. So yeah, I just am curious if what people's morning routines are. Cause I feel like the first, you know, f- first few hours of the day can really set the tone for the rest of your day. And it's something that I keep wanting to do. I used to have such a great morning routine. And then this year, I just feel like I've been here, there and everywhere. Well, you're moving around. It's I'm hard to around. like find that consistent morning routine mm. when you're in a different place, a different house, a different country. And like, I'm sharing beds with people as in like, girls <laughs> as in like right now for the past month i've been sharing a, a room with my friend zoe Pardon? no shame no shame not shaming but yeah i've been i've been sharing a room with a friend and you know it's hard to have and i don't feel like i need any alone time right now i'm so happy but i just feel like when you don't have that alone time sometimes you get a little bit dizzy and you're like whoa like i just need a second to recharge need to recalibrate yeah do you live alone i i have been i mean i've been sleeping on friends couches sleeping in like you know i've been lucky to have family friends here that have given me a lot of support oh, that's so crazy. that's that's the only reason i'm staying like still here like i'm not paying rent right now which is crazy Amazing. um that's and, so like, good and that's just that just frees up so much headspace mm-hmm. so much like real estate to like not stress about that uh-huh. but you know there's definitely moments where you are paying rent or whatever and that's stressful and then and it's a it's a learning experience having that mm-hmm. um so i'm just you know obviously grateful to still be here and last this visa um which is ending ending next year, coming in very quickly. Oh but, no! Um, Will I mean, you reapply? Yeah, I don't know what the process is. And now you got the movie, out. you'll be fine. Let's I'll hope. be like, let's hope. yep, you can yeah. stay, doll. You can yeah, stay. Let's hope. But um, yeah, the morning thing, I don't know, man. I, I just, 
I get up and look at the sun. Mm-hmm. That's very important. I think that's important. Vitamin D recharges you, gives you serotonin. Yes, quite literally. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to not be on my phone. Mm-hmm. first thing which is tough because like if you wake up to an alarm the first thing to do is like to turn off phone. airplane mode or whatever yeah. you got on um but just yeah i think like you said having that morning routine just definitely sets up your day just like a coffee mm-hmm. um but yeah it sounds like you're someone who really enjoys the, the small and simple things in life which yeah. is great like it doesn't always need to be meditating or like you know grand practices like it could just be like like you said, waking up, not checking your phone, getting some sunlight, being present with your morning coffee, and that's enough for you to feel grounded and content with yourself. Yeah, and yeah. It's everyone's everyone's um, mindful practices can look different, so yeah. I think that's great that yours are just like super yeah. simple and no. But I do need to work on it because there's some mornings. I mean, not to get down here, but it's like you wake up and like, oh, it's another day. Yeah. In like a negative way, yeah. you're like shit. Like, I gotta get here through another we go day. Again. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, and like it's sunny every day in this city. Yeah, it's like it it's like I have to feel good. It's yeah. a sunny day. I have to get out and do it and do something positive or yeah. go for a hike or whatever it is. It's like some days I feel like feeling shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's okay to feel that. I know, when but it, it's like hard because you feel like you're forced. You gotta force yourself to be good every day. Yeah. I, know. I might have to move to a cloudier place. No, don't trust me. Do not. It's so like as much as I get what you're saying, when you're in a cloudy place, it's so hard to be like, oh, like every day is cloudy basically, most days in London. So it's like you have to instead of doing the opposite, going like, oh, I don't feel the best today, but I guess I've got to try. It's like I don't know. I'm so I'm someone who's so controlled by the weather. Yeah. And I I, I hate you that. You need to be at the beach as well, though. Yeah. I just need the sunshine. Even even if it's not the beach, I just need the sunshine. So like, if it's cloudy every day, it just instantly like dampens my mood. I just feel so. I feel tired. I feel lazy. Sluggish. Sluggish. Like it doesn't make it doesn't. I, the sun gives me so much serotonin. Like I know it does. Like scientifically, but I really like. I get. I'm very sensitive to the sun. Apparently. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think on those days that you you don't feel great, I feel like at least you have the sun to like get you. Do you feel like your morning routine is best when you're back in Australia? For sure. There I am the most stable and secure. Like I've got my family. Um, I've got a place to live in. I've got my dog. I've got my friends. I've got my my familiar place. Everything is so familiar. So I feel like in a place that's new, you kind of go into a little bit of like fight or flight mode because you're like trying to, you know, navigate a brand new place. You don't know anywhere. You don't know your way around. You don't know your favorite restaurants, your cafes, whatever it is. You don't know people. Like there's no familiarity in your life. So I feel like you're a little bit more on edge. You're a little bit more guarded. Yeah. Whereas once you're back home, I feel like you just can breathe. You can trust and just walk through the steps. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What about you? Do you feel when you're back home, you're most in routine or yeah and you feel like you can you know you're around your family you just feel comfortable um yeah. you're around your friends that have been there since day one yeah. and they understand you and you can be however you want to be yeah um that's definitely like you know you need that yeah um but you know like the fight or flight thing being in a different place it can be positive as well like it's exciting yeah. to like okay i gotta i feel like you're attuned more acutely with your mind like you're like i gotta achieve this today i gotta achieve yeah. that today because like when i get back sometimes I get way too comfortable yeah agree and that's not good well you're you're it's an opportunity so it's for growth yeah. coming to a new place because you are yeah a lot more open I feel like you have to be like okay I have to you know be open to making new friends yeah. I have to go to new places I have to 
create new experiences and make the most out of this because for one, your visa could run out or yeah. two, you know, you, you might want to move back to Australia one day and have things to, to, you know, achieve what you want to achieve or exactly. whatever. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Making the most of it. Yeah. And like, it's nice. I've surrounded myself with people that are, you know, older than me, mm-hmm. like, you know, Liam and those guys, Tommy and they're, you know, later in their twenties and it's, you know, they're still figuring out as well, but I've yeah. been lucky to experience you know, they've gone through stuff that's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. And for me to just sit there and soak it up as a sponge and be there as a friend to mm-hmm. help, but like to help in ways I only know how to. Yeah. But to, to, to be there for them as a su- supportive kind of person when they're going through tough things, it's like I can learn from them, you know. So one day when I'm going through that, something completely different or similar, it's like I, I, I got these tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and like being around like yourself and then Zoe, it's like this, you guys just carry yourselves so well. And that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing that we're all trying to figure out is like how to put that brave face on every day, but not to fake it to like, to feel that you're mm-hmm. proud of yourself, to feel yeah. that you're proud of what you're doing mm-hmm. and to, um, and to just have that, you know, that happiness that you can access when you need to access it. Mm-hmm. Not that it's going to be there all the time, but just yeah. to, just to know that it's okay when it's not and when it is, um, it's great. Yeah. But you guys all like teach me those things just subconsciously, which is Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think bouncing off other people is and soaking up like a sponge, like you said, is the best thing you can do, especially from such a young age. Like I'm I'm twenty nine and I'm still learning and figuring things out and I my favorite thing about being social and being an extrovert is that you do get to learn off other people. You know, like I love being at home alone, but it's so boring. And like, I feel like you don't grow. Like when you're around people, you're learning things and you're experiencing things. And I don't know, you've got your whole life to like sit at home and do nothing when you've got like wrinkles and kids. Sleep sleep when I die. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's one more thing I wanted to ask. It seems like you've got a really good support network and you and your friends, your male friends, um, seem to be able to lean on each other and be there for each other and open up have you always had friends because i know being a a male it can be really hard to open up to other males like it's not easy and there's still such a stigma around it was that hard work to find friends to be able to open up to or do you do you not feel comfortable opening up to them like tell us a bit about that yeah i mean i think i i there's definitely people i could open up to back home Mm mm-hmm but I struggled to do that. And I don't know if that's because they weren't allowing me to open up. I think it's it's like yourself, allowing yourself to open up mm-hmm. to, to, to those guys. And I just thought, you know, they're not they're not wanting to, to hear what I've got to say about this this feeling or whatever, or this deep kind of thing I'm going through. But it's, um, I you know, coming over to the States and meeting people here, I was able to, to feel, you know, that was more accessible. Um, and, and I'm... Yeah, I just, I guess, still like learning how to do that and, mm. and telling myself it's okay to, to open up with friends. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I'm all my friends are dealing with the same things in mm. different ways. Um, so it's just allowing them to know that I'm able to have that conversation with you and vice versa. Like, it's just, I think, starting the conversation. You hear it so many times. Yeah. It's just literally starting the conversation with friends. Yeah. Are you okay? Just to, I want to create a safe space for you to open up if you need me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And sometimes they, they def- like get defensive and like, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Which can be like an Australian thing to do, but it's um, like, I'm the same. I, 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 I get like that, but it's just, 
finding a way to get through to them that's maybe not as direct but mm. you know an indirect way that asks them how they're truly feeling well i think that initial response of like what do you mean i'm fine like that's obviously ego that's like the ego protecting itself and doesn't want people to see it, it your ego doesn't want people to see you be vulnerable so once you just like let down the ego as a male i find then you're able to probably be a lot more vulnerable um and i just think that it's almost like you have to when you when you get knocked back by that person being like i'm fine what do you mean yeah. it's almost like you have to take a second approach and be like i know you're fine i just want to let you know like I can sense you or I can feel that maybe something might be off and I just want to let you know I'm here for you if you do want to talk about it. Would you then open up if someone said that after you were like, I'm fine, I'm fine? Or would you be like, seriously, like, fuck off? (laughs) If they were asking me if I was fine? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Just out of curiosity. I I just want to know how a male's, like, brain works when they're being approached by another male if there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... I guess it depends what you're going through at that time um, and how what how you feel about opening up in that moment. And mm. it's like there, there could be something like triggering you, just triggering you just want to be alone in that yeah, moment. But okay. I guess it's with anyone, females and males, just waiting to go up at the right time. Because mm. um, like you said, it's, it's nice to have that um, alone space at, at times. But mm. if someone's genuinely trying to reach out to me, it's I'll, I'll you know notice that and be like, okay, you're genuinely caring about how i feel right now i'll i'll open up okay um or you like keep it in the back of the back of your mind for when you do want to open up yeah and when i do open up it's like i i don't need someone to really talk to i just need them to kind of be there yeah yeah Um, you don't need advice you just need to kind of and and there's been like moments where you know liam liam's liam's been with me and we're both doing the you know trying to be doing acting modeling whatever it is it's um and it's like, you know, through summer, it's like, you're meant to enjoy it. It's great weather, go to the beach, whatever, but like, there's no work. Mm. And it's like, I'm here to try to get work. That's yeah. my main purpose. And like, we'd sit there and be like, fuck, this is, this is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get a job. I just want to feel like some sense of purpose. Mm. Um, and sometimes he'd, some days he'd just sit there and he'd know how I'm feeling. I'd know how he's feeling. And I'd like break down crying and, mm. and he'd understand that. We, he wouldn't, we wouldn't have to chat about it. No. He'd just know exactly how I'm feeling yeah um just a safe space to release that emotion yeah yeah and then but then it's just having people like that that are close to you because then you know other days you're just you know shooting the shit and 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 having a joke and and you know going at each other about certain things (laughs) it's like as long as you can have that space to do that yeah you can go to the other end of the spectrum and and feel those other ways yeah the polarity is important exactly (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on this has been such a great conversation and I'm so excited for I want I can't wait to see the movie to be honest um so I can't wait to see you on the big screen Watch and Cole go at it <laughs> oh guys I, I I wrote I did a bit of research and wrote some notes before the potty and I was researching about the movie and his character and for some reason I read well I mean I read his name was Chad, Chad. But I wrote Cole. So I was like, oh, tell us about your character, Cole. And he was like, oh, just to let you know, my character's name's not Cole. I was extremely (laughs) offended. I was extremely (laughs) offended. Imagine if this was like a purely professional, like... This is purely professional. (laughs) Well, I feel like we're friends as well. (laughs) Imagine if like we're meeting for the first time purely professionally and like 
it was cold. I would, it looks so bad. It would look yeah. so bad to me. I'm going to cry. You'd be like, I'm not doing this interview. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he's, at, his character name's time. actually Logan, guys. Um, yeah. Why does it say Chad online? Who knows? It's, it's a... Was maybe that was what it's supposed to be and then they changed it? No, that's, it? that's the other bully. So, oh, yeah. so they just, it's a typo. Yeah, Logan and Chad, With, watch out Wikipedia. for them. Wikipedia. Yeah, scary, and Cole. scary Cole. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. And I can't wait to see you blossom. (laughs) Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.